Good day, all. Welcome to another season of Learning Bible Truth Ministries. I am the founder, host, and teacher, your one and only Dr. Kamla D. Here to teach you Bible truth, to help you grow in faith and learn how to walk in God's amazing grace by teaching Bible truth, not my truth, Bible truth. Here we read scriptures that contain God's word. Remember to pray and ask God for understanding. Put your learning hats on, get your Bibles, invite family and friends, take notes, and let's learn Bible truth. Hi Saints, today is Sunday. It is March the 19th of the year 2023. I am your one and only Dr. Kamla D. And as you well know, I am on a little vacation from podcasting. I will be sharing a very important message this morning from my bishop, the late great Bishop Fred A. Carwell Sr. entitled The Eternal Word of God. I want you guys to sit back, listen, and enjoy. John chapter 1. And today we're going to be talking about the eternal word of God. The eternal word. Not a temporary word. Not an out of focus word. Not a word just because you got something to say. But the eternal word of God. The Bible says in the first chapter of the book of John, in verse 1, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness overcame it not. The darkness can't put the light out. The eternal word of God. In the beginning, not at the beginning. You know, like, like sometimes we might decide to build a house or to wax the car. We might say, Somebody might say, well, when did you get started building that house? You might say, well, I started in August. So you you began building the house in August. Yeah. Well, that's you. That ain't God. You started building. Ain't no such thing with God as, okay, uh, this is it. This him, he's starting out. No. No, 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 no. God was in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did you get that? God was in the beginning. Before there was a when, or before there was a where, before there was a north, a south, east, west, Northeast, southwest, God was. There has never been a time that God was not. Now, isn't that amazing that God is an eternal God who has an eternal word and is the only one that can give anybody eternal life? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chew on that for a minute. Ain't no way that man gonna get no eternal life unless that eternal life comes from the eternal God. In the beginning, not at the beginning, not in August or July, no, no, no. God didn't have no start. God has always been. God always will be. There has never been a time that God was not. Amen. God's word has always been and shall forever be. Before anything was, I put a pin in that, before anything was, 
and after everything is, the word shall be. Now, handle that. Hmm? Now, God made everything that is made. He did. He made everything that is made. And isn't it amazing that today we have men and women walking around cussing? Now that's their beginning. I want to kind of take it a little bit slow. Because you need to wrap your mind around this. God is an active God. There's a word in the Greek that is called logos. Logos is the collective thought of Almighty God. What's on his mind? The logos. God's word the Logos is a collective, is a collective thought of God. Now, he ain't like some of us. Our, our thoughts all scattered. Oh, well, I ain't mean to say that yet. Uh-uh. Nuh-uh. God's thoughts are Logos. They are collective thoughts. And in, in, in those collective thoughts... There is a concept and the expression or utterance of that thought is what God speaks. In him is life. Outside of him ain't no life. And the light was the light of men that lighteth every man that cometh into the world is given an opportunity to be saved. If a man rejects that opportunity and does not accept Jesus, and death inevitably catches up with him, before he can catch up with Jesus, he goes to hell. Mm -hmm. Now we're in the middle of unbelief. Because a lot of people don't believe that there's a hell. There is a hell and there is a devil. And if we don't listen to God, then who are we going to listen to? In him was life. And his life was, and life is, the light of men. In the beginning... The Logos, the concept, the thought of God was the word. Now you think about this. Was nothing out there until wasn't anything created out there until wasn't anything spoken out there until the Word was in the beginning, and the Word was with God. Mm -hmm. And the Word was God. Now, how can anybody overcome that? The Word is God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now watch this. And the Word was God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now how are you going to get around that? It's God all day long. <laughs> It's God all day long. And you got to be mindful of the fact God made you. You were created in his image. After his likeness. 
So how in the world did you ever get smarter than him? Huh? Man walks around like he owns everything, like the world is in a jug and the stopper's in his hand. And, and, and watch this. This is the bad part. And God can't tell you nothing because you know everything. Man, you better... Who? What? In the beginning, not at the beginning, in the beginning. There's never been a time with God that was per se, it always is. And so therefore, the eternal word of God is. Mm -hmm. It is and shall forever be. Now, you may be 50 years old, 75, 40, 30, 18, 19. Okay. How old is God? A billion years? Sexquillion years. Huh? And the reason I'm asking that is because who are we to tell God what to do? And he made our mind. God's word is eternal. Now, whether you choose to believe it or not, it is. So when God started out, which there has never been a time that he started per se, as it relates to creation. In other words, in the beginning, God. Not at the beginning. In the beginning. So, therefore, God has all power. God has a purpose. God has a plan. And God made us. And as many as are led by the Spirit of God... They are the sons of God. And as many as are not led by the Spirit of God, they're stupid. God is eternal. John's Gospel, 10th chapter, verse 30. Because Jesus is God in the flesh. Mm-hmm. Chew on that for a minute. Jesus is God in the flesh. I don't care how many false religions come up. I don't care how many people run out their front door talking about I met I, I met a man and I know it's the Lord because he got he, he got horns on his head. No, that, no uh -uh. God ain't got no horns on his head. Satan does. In John's gospel. The 10th chapter, the 30th verse, Jesus is speaking. I and my father are one. Now, he didn't say two or three. He said I, which is a personal pronoun. And my father, now watch this, is three here. Did you know it's three right here? Huh? I is one. And my father, two. And the Holy Ghost recording is three. Hello? I and my father are one. So the thought that came up in Jesus' mind were thoughts that God put in them. The thoughts that Jesus uttered, the Logos spoken, is what God had given him. Jesus said, I do always those things that please the Father. Now you can't run up in your blue jeans and say that. 
Some of y'all struggling to tithe. Like you, I done found out that tithing ain't for us. God ain't listening to you. You just a liar. Sorry to, not to, I'm not trying to offend you, but there's something wrong with your head to think that God is going to lie to you. God does not lie. God does not tell things that ain't true. So Jesus is God in the flesh. Jesus said, I do always those things that please the Father. Now we, we, we can't, we can't, I don't think that we can make that statement in truth. Because some of us, man, we, we, ooh. But the truth remains that Jesus, watch this now. Jesus was sent by God. Wait a minute. I thought he was God. He is. God the Father. God the Son. God the Holy Ghost. So where he was not God. So in your belief system, you have to incorporate all that in there and not be found to be sitting over there with somebody that's half crazy talking about, well, God, God what? Well, God ain't, you ain't got nothing to say. Because in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. <laughs> and the Word was God. And the same was in the beginning with God. And all things were made by him. And without him wasn't anything made that was made. Now, if God hadn't kept your dad and your mama, you wouldn't be here. So don't be walking around like God owe you something. This and that, man, you better be quiet and be glad you can breathe. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 1. I'm talking about the eternal word. If the word is eternal, then that means that everything that God does has eternal consequences. God cannot lie. God cannot cheat. God cannot steal. Everything that God does is true. Everything that God says is true. Everything that God does is true. Okay. Now you can you can you can say that, but it probably ain't, ain't true. Not if you say it. No, not not if you say it. Well, some people got hair. It ain't real. Huh? That ain't true. It's true that the hair ain't real. <laughs> but it ain't true hair that grew out of your scalp. So we have to understand everything about God is true. He cannot lie. And what God is into is eternity. So every word of God is eternal. Now when you rightly divide it. Where we are today. Then there are some things God said. That were effective back when he said it. That are not effective now. Well prove it. Okay alright. You're in here today. Where is your sheep. That you supposed to have brought with you. Uh, hello? You, look, <laughs> you are into God's grace. You ain't got no sheep. You ain't got no lamb to bring up in here. And that's the truth. Are you in Hebrews chapter 1? All right, starting at verse 4. 
being made so much better than the angels, Jesus, as he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. For unto which of the angels said he at any time, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. And again, I will be with him a father, and he shall be to me, to me a son. Now, Jesus is God's son. Now, let me look up here right quick. I'm trying to take it real slow so that you won't miss anything. But you cannot be effective and truthful claiming there are two gods. Didn't we just read that I and my father are one? So there's something wrong. It's, it's something wrong with you. Jesus ain't got no two fathers. And you ain't got no two Jesuses. <laughs> It's all one. God the Father planned redemption. God the Son died under the redemptive plan. And God the Holy Spirit is, is here to show us the plan. Right. <laughs> so, in verse 6, and again, when he bringeth in the first begotten into the world, he saith, and let all the angels of God worship him. That's what the angels are doing as it relates to Jesus. That all the angels of God worship him. And of the angels, he said, who maketh his angels spirits and his ministers a flame of fire. You talking about ministering to the Lord? Man, you ought to be one torch. You ought to be on fire for Christ. Hallelujah. But the devil thing is to make sure that you lose sleep over that bill that you can't pay. That you mad at the person you mad that you married to because they didn't do what you wanted them to do. You got all of these little side issues that they that don't amount to nothing. And see, the devil's main thing is to have us turn all the way around with all this trouble that we can't even solve. So I got a suggestion for you. Cast all your cares on the Lord. Every one of them. It's the little foxes that spoil the vine. And all this stuff, now, you, you know, you're born again. If you've accepted Jesus, you're born again. You've been brought out of darkness into his marvelous light, but you got all these problems. What, for what? Don't you know you ain't supposed to be caring right now? Don't you know that you, you can't raise your husband? And you can't raise your wife? Don't you know them y'all bills? Hello? No, now, you married, you ain't got no bills. They my wife's bills. They ain't. Now, two cannot walk together unless they be agreed. One person in the house make a bill downtown. It's both of y'all bill. You can sit up and talk all you want to. I ain't paying it. I just keep it up. And you won't have no lights. Because life is, is commingled together in an intercept. And the two people living in one house that making them bills them y'all's bills. <laughs> no, nothing. But watch this. Verse 6, Hebrews 1. And again, he said, bring it in the first begotten into the world. He said, and let all the angels of God worship him. And other angels, he said, who maketh his angels spirits. Now, is something bad wrong when... You say you're a minister, and you about as cold. It's something, it's something wrong. 
You ain't got enough fire to start a, 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 a you, you, you're supposed to be a minister and you all cold and you don't know the scripture. And, what are you? If his ministers are flames of fire, then every time you share Christ, you ought to start a fire. Verse 8, but unto the Son, he said, Thy throne, O God. Wait a minute. He said to the Son, His throne, O God? Now. Now go and fix that. Jesus is God's Son. Jesus is God. Now you going in the back room, coming all out, talking about, Oh, I got another revelation of who God is. Jesus is God in the flesh. All right, move right along. Thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore, God, even thy God, hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. Jesus is anointed with the oil of gladness above all those in Israel and all those Gentiles. Jesus is highly exalted. Jesus was ordained by God. Jesus was sent into the earth realm by God. Jesus is the child of a virgin. Now wait a minute. No, you wait. Jesus is the child of a virgin. You all right? Because if Jesus is not the child of a virgin, then who is he? Where did he come from? Jesus is virgin born. This is such a blessing to me. And on top of that, I know him. And if you babone, babone, babone again, you know him. So don't get all twisted and confused with doctrine. Talking about, well, I don't know, you know, if, if Mary was a virgin, would she had him or not? What Bible have you been reading? Jesus is God in the flesh. Okay. Okay. God, even thy God, hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. And thou, Lord, in the beginning has laid the foundation of the earth. Now wait just a minute. You got to be God to lay the foundation of the earth. Jesus is not just a come by, fly by night person. He did all of this. He did it for us. Because we could not do it for ourselves. Yeah. Verse 10. And thou, Lord, in the beginning. Not at the beginning. In the beginning has laid the foundation of the earth. And the heavens are the works of thine hand. Ain't that amazing? They shall perish, but thou remainest, and they all shall become old as doth a garment. And as a vesture shalt thou fold them up, and they shall be changed, but thou art the same, and thy years shall not fail. Okay. Let me see if I can... Help us to put a handle on this. I'm 75. That's a few years out from 100. <laughs> Come on, I act like can't can't. You can't count. So if I, if I had an individual up here next to me and say, they 75. 75, 75. That's 150. 
Then we're gonna, and, and so we got somebody next to them, and they, and they may be 35. Okay, now we're 185. And if I were to add all of our ages together in here, right now, all of our ages, I know some of y'all, you know, in, yeah, you, you got other people thinking otherwise. But you got, you got all them ages, and you add them all up, just in this room. And we come up easily with over a thousand years. Mm -hmm. Now, let's add up all that are in Shreveport and Bozia. Can't leave Bozia out. All that are in Mansfield, all that are in New Orleans, all in Lake Charles, add all them up. In every parish in the city, add all those ages up. That's just one state. What about Colorado? Hmm? What about New Hampshire? We have over 8 billion people alive on this earth. Watch this. And God made all of them. And his years fail not. He laid the foundation of the earth. And he made it for us that are called by his name and called out of darkness into his marvelous light to give unto us a gift that we might live forever. And that gift is eternal life. Now, chew on that for a minute. Because ain't no such thing as saving you, then losing you. Eternal life is forever. That's why it's eternal life. So y'all quit listening to these nuts. You cannot be saved and lost. All right? Moving right along. So, therefore, in verse 13, but to which of the angels saith he, at any time, sit on my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. He never said it. Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister? Now, this is, this is I, I think this is a tricky part right here. But it's here for a reason. Notice what verse 14 says. He talked about ministering spirits. Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister? Watch this. For them, not to them. Ain't no angel sent to minister to you. They've been minister sent to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation. And the reason that that is so important is because there are some people praying to angels. Some people praying to everybody except God. Mm -hmm. We pray to the Father in the name of the Son through the power of the Holy Spirit. That's what we do. Oh, you got you to gotta whistle and dance and all that. No. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So that there is eternal life with God through Jesus for you. You cannot be saved and lost. Once saved, always saved. Well, what if I sin after I say you already have? You didn't know that? You, you didn't know that when you came to Jesus, you were a sinner? And since you have been with Jesus, you are a sinner? And the only difference is that he saved you by his grace. Because 
it wasn't nothing we could come up with that caused him to save us. Stay with me now. So we're saved by grace through faith and that not of ourselves. It is the gift of God and not of works that any man should boast. Now, let me take another step. Jesus is the pre-incarnate word of God. In, in other words, Jesus is one busy person. Jesus was in the beginning. Not necessarily at the beginning. In the beginning. So this idea, this concept that God had in sending his son to redeem us was not an afterthought. It was done on purpose. And Jesus did all of the work. When he died on that cross, he died to redeem us and to save us even from ourselves. He's a busy God. Tell your neighbor, he's a busy God. So the pre-incarnate work of God's son is very important because Jesus has worked it out. <laughs> he worked it out. So when we showed up with our ragged self, bringing all our sins with us, he cleansed us. That's simple. So what do you mean all of a sudden now? You're trying to come up with something that you think God is going to be pleased with to save you even more. You weren't saved. I don't know about you, but I'm just glad to know who Jesus is. And then not only that, he is in me. And if you're born again, he is in you. The hope of glory. Ain't that sweet? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's the pre-incarnate Jesus. God hath in these last days spoken unto us by his son. Yeah. God has in these last days spoken unto us by his son. I need to say that again. God hath in these last days spoken unto us by Jesus. Mm-hmm. And ain't nobody in this world can commingle their words or cause God's words to be of no effect. And then once you're saved, you're always saved. And you are sealed until the day of redemption. Now, how, how, now what you gonna do with that? Quit countering that fighting against that and learn to receive that as being truth. Be steadfast, unmovable. Always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. I, man, before I, before I came to to the, to the Lord, I was, I was busy. And coming to Christ and all the things that he had forgiven me for things that I had done. I did those things because I couldn't help myself. And just like you. You couldn't help yourself. Uh, now I know we, you know, all these New Year's resolutions. Yeah, we we, we we holding on to this. Okay, I ain't going to chew gum for 30 days. Five minutes after you made that statement, you chewed two packs of gum. It's not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his Mercy hath he saved us by the washing and regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. So if you say it is God that did it. 
You didn't do it. You didn't do it. If we confess our sins, then God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If a man say that he has not sinned, he's a liar. And the truth ain't in him. Mm. The eternal word of God cannot be moved. It cannot be moved. You wake up one morning and all of a sudden you don't feel saved. <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> Salvation is not a feeling. Salvation is an action. We, 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 we just, you know, we, 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 we run from here to there and we let people talk to us and we believe that they're telling the truth and all of a sudden now we don't believe in eternal security. We don't believe that once saved, always saved. We don't, see, you, mm -mm. The question is, are you saved? No. If you are saved, That's you right. are saved. If you are saved. If. And you need to go on to perfection. Amen. Praise Colossians. God. Chapter 1. Praise God. Go back to your left. Bless his holy name. So you won't get stuck in traffic. In Colossians. First chapter, the 16th, 17th verse, actually the 15th through the 17th in Colossians. This is Christ's preeminence. Jesus was working this thing out before you or I ever knew him. Amen. He gave us eternal life that put our trust in him. And can't no man take that away from you. Now, you can act foolish and, and go out and, and grab another Bible and start trying to figure out how you get saved and all this. You're confused. And I'm not taking that lightly because a lot of people got a lot of stuff to say on top of what Jesus said. And there's more confusion. The Lord does not confuse people. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was not corrupt. You just need to believe God. You know, Paul says to the church at Corinth, you believed and you received. How in the world can anybody act like they claim in Jesus as Lord and Savior and they don't believe? Amen. See, if you don't believe, you cannot be saved. If you don't believe that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures and that he was buried in the third day, God raised him from the dead. And if you don't believe that, you cannot be saved. And if you are not saved, it's bad. You got to believe, fix this in your heart and go on. Not somebody sitting back in a chair trying to make salvation and, uh, uh, and this and that based on works. No. For by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourself. It is the gift of God and not of works as any man should boast. If salvation was something that money could buy, the rich would live and the poor would die. Salvation is not what you do. Salvation is what Jesus, Jesus has done Amen. for you. Hallelujah. In Colossians, 15th verse, chapter 1, who is the image of the invisible God? 
the firstborn of all creation. Now, that right there, Jesus is the image of the invisible God. Jesus is the firstborn of all creation. For by him were all things created. What? Yeah. He's the creator. That are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and visible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things. Somebody say all things. Say all things. All things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things. That's preeminence. He's before all things. And by him all things consist. Ain't that something? The Lord has kept us in the middle of all the stuff that we've gone through. The Lord still got our, our, our smile intact. Out of all the stuff we've gone through. God still got our joy. Unspeakable and full of glory. You know why? Okay, if, 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 if we messed up, God can pick us up. We don't have to be, be babysitting no problem for the rest of our lives. If we confess our sins... He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. See, if we mess up, we think, oh, for the next 20 years, I got to be begging God for, getting, for his forgiveness. No, you don't. God will not remember your sins. No mouse. I think Every one of us is born again. Need to throw up both hands. Shout. Because God has forgiven us for our sins. Every, every one of our sins. In him we live and move and have our being. You know, people take this Bible and twist it all kinds of ways. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And God doesn't have anything to do with it. Well, saints, that's the end of this message. The eternal word of God. Now, I want to make sure you don't misunderstand something. Bishop Caldwell was not saying when you're born again and, and you can just go on and keep on sinning because, you know, that is not what he means. I've been listening to, listening to Bishop Caldwell for over 30 years, and this message was with emphasis on who Jesus is, and he just happened to mention about Christians. And yes, once you are saved, you are always saved. You are sealed unto the day of redemption. You guys remember, I just completed a series entitled Confronting Your Sin and the Proper Way to Repent. And in that series, I showed you scripture after scripture after scripture. Those who practice sin are not born again. They are in the church. I'm talking about the building. I'm talking about those who are in the congregation who are openly sinning, don't have no perception whatsoever of who God is, who Jesus is. They think showing up at church that they score brownie points with God. No, those we have to pray for. And I'm not sure what's being taught in those congregations. But if anybody is coming to your congregation and are not born again, what's coming from the pulpit? Because every single Sunday, we need to be talking about Jesus and salvation because people are not getting it, saints. 
They are not getting it. But if you are practicing sin and you don't feel no kind of way about it, you are not convicted in your heart about it. You are not remorseful. You're not born again. But Jesus is real. This message was about who Jesus is. He is the eternal word of God. He was with God in the beginning. Oh, yes. And everything was made by him and for him. So we need to know that Jesus was God in the flesh. But saints, I think I'll be back next week. If not, I will be playing another message from one of my favorite ministers. It could be Bishop Caldwell again or um, Dr. Frederick K.C. Price, uh, not K.C., but Dr. Frederick K. Price Jr. Or I will start a new series. So until next time, saints, peace out. I hope you were blessed by this message. If you have any questions or comments about this particular episode or any previous episodes, please send your comments or questions to talkingbibletruth.cd at gmail.com. And if you would like to support this podcast financially, because it has been a blessing to you, go to one of my five podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or Radio Public, and contribute an amount of your choice. Or you can send your seed to me via Cash App. Dollar sign, Dr. Kamala D. That's dollar sign, capital D, lowercase r, capital C, lowercase a-m-a-l-e, capital D. Anything you choose to send will be greatly appreciated. Now until next time, saints, remember that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We walk by faith, not by sight. I am your host, Dr. Kamala D. Rightly dividing the word of truth in peace and love. Thank you for tuning in and I hope to see you next time.